Hey, good evening. Happy Selection Sunday, Missouri fans. Gabe DeArmond and Drew King coming to you live here from Mizzou Arena. I am down in the media room. Drew is up in the media seating. We may be the only two people in the building. We may get locked in here. There's a there's a couple Missouri young okay. kids that are in here, but a couple uh, other people. We may get locked in. We may not be able to leave. We may have to immediately catch a bus to go to Sacramento, California. We could get there um, if we started walking right now. I feel like. Yeah, we'll we'll get into this. I want to say off the bat, Missouri did not get screwed. Drew and I, well, we might have gotten screwed, but we'll get into that. <laughs> um, want to uh, want to remind you guys that all of our basketball shows all season long and. Uh, through next week as well, being brought to you by James Carlton State Farm Insurance, carltoninsurance.net, 314-961-4800. I can tell you guys, I have checked airfare prices to Sacramento, California. I have bought two airline tickets to Sacramento, California. I highly encourage that you drive to Sacramento, California. If you need to do that, you better have insurance from James Carlton. So get in touch with him. Get your auto insurance. He's going to give you the best rate he can possibly give you. If he can't get you a better deal than what you already have, at least get a quote from him. Tell him you heard about it on Power Mizzou. He's going to donate $20 to Power Mizzou's fund with every True Tiger Foundation, the preferred Mizzou NIL collective. So, uh, Drew, before we get into reactions, I want to know, I, or I want to tell you, I was standing on the court with uh, with Callum McAndrew and Dave Matter from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. We were shooting video of the team reaction. And as soon as that second screen popped up and it said 710 Sacramento, California, I told Dave, I said, that's it. That's where they're going. Mm. Like, I just, I, I, I don't know why I knew it, but I knew it. So, um, look, we we kind of immediately went to start working. I, I shot video. You were updating our yeah. story, all that. But just initial reaction when Missouri pops up on the seven line, Utah State winner gets probably Arizona, but maybe Princeton. So I, I don't think I was all that shocked that it was a seven seed, right? Um, right. We talked after the Tennessee win. Um, we both felt like they had solidified themselves for sure as a number seven, if not a number six. Um, they got off the eight, nine line with that win. And we said that potentially if they beat Alabama, they could maybe move up. That ended up not happening. Um, and then I also talked to um, Rocco Miller, who runs bracketeer.org um, and contributes with Field of 68. And, and I asked him, you know, uh, how much did Mizzou help its case with that Tennessee win? And he said, you know, the committee was probably watching that game, trying to figure out what Tennessee looked like without Zakai Ziegler. Um, and, and what they saw was a Mizzou team that beat Tennessee for a second time. And so um, I, I think that really helped them get off the eight and nine line secure a spot as a seven seed. Um, Michigan State losing to Ohio State helped their case as well. Um, what was a little bit surprising to me was that they got put in the South region and then they got sent to Sacramento to play against Utah State um, because a you know Alabama's the number one seed in the region. I, I you know figured that they might get put in you know either Purdue or um, Houston's region just because they had they've already played Alabama and Kansas this year. Um, but then also, like, Sacramento doesn't make a whole lot of sense, um, especially. Well, another... but the thing is, it's Sacramento because of Arizona. 
Yes. Right. It's, I, I mean, the sacramental part of it is the two seed is going, the one and two seeds are going to get preference. So I don't know where UCLA is playing. Do you know that? Um, I don't know. No. We, yeah. I mean, I, I mean the I'll be honest. Coming guys, out while we were t- tugging the gates still. Yeah. So. I, I mean, Missouri popped up on the bracket. They turned the selection show off. I literally have not even really looked at the bracket. Um, UCLA is a two seed. I do not know where that game's being played because I, I don't have the games in front of me. But yeah. UCLA is a two seed. So, but the point is, so UCLA is probably the two seed out west because they'll get Vegas. So once Arizona was a two seed, then Arizona was going to get preference. Missouri is going to Sacramento simply because they happen to be a seven. I, I mean, and that's what I tried to explain to a bunch of people throughout. The only way you can have any idea where a team is going is if they're a top four seed, because those are the teams that get geographic preference. Once you're talking about seven, 10, you just get thrown in, man. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't really have anything to do with uh, well, with region or geography or anything. I've got the answer for you, Gabe. UCLA also playing in Sacramento. So if Mizzou was a, if Mizzou's a seven, then yeah, they they had a 50-50 shot of going to Sacramento. Right. right. I, I mean that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, you know, so that is why Missouri's in Sacramento. It's got nothing to do with anything other than they were a seven seed, and two yeah. of the two seeds got sent to Sacramento. So. Like they didn't get script. So you were talking about the bracketologists, and mm-hmm. this is what we need to understand. Like bracketologists don't make the bracket. Yeah. But these guys do this every year. Yeah. If 80% of them are saying Mizzou's a seven seed, like the chances are Mizzou's probably going to be a seven seed. Now, I probably would have given Mizzou a six seed, but like I've watched every game Missouri's played. I've watched Creighton almost none. So I don't know if Missouri's better than Creighton. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, so seven is fair. Like, it, it's not it, – I could make an argument for a six, but I don't think a seven is getting screwed in, in any uh, sense of the word. And uh, it, we're going to invite you guys to put up comments. We'll we'll kind of jump back and forth, react to those, put up – give a, you some of our own thoughts. We both still have stories to write. I haven't even started on, on my column because uh, I, I was booking travel and all that. So yeah. Justin wants to know how did Kentucky get the six seed over A&M and Mizzou. I guess the tourney really doesn't matter. Well, here's the thing. The tourney might not matter, but like the rest of the regular season matters too. Now, if yeah. I'm if I'm Buzz Williams, I'm pissed off. No question. Oh, for they sure. Went Fifteen and three in the SEC. They made the tournament finals. They beat Alabama, and they're a seven seed. So, I don't have a. I mean, look at the end of the regular season. Most people were saying Kentucky's probably a six. They finished fast. They they came on, like losing one game to Vanderbilt. It, I think fans get an idea that going into the conference tournament, every game you win is going to raise you a seed and every game you lose is going to lower you a seed. Look, it is one of 33, guys. I, so does it matter? Yes. But it does not matter any more than any of the rest of it. I, I would also throw into the mix that um, it is Kentucky, right? Like name brand does have some meaning when it comes to a selection committee. They say it doesn't. They say it doesn't. Um I think that kind of shows that it might possibly. I mean, look, I haven't broken down Kentucky's resume line by line, but once you're getting to six seed versus seven seed, I don't think that's a big difference. If I'm AM, I'm pissed. If I'm Missouri, I, eh, 
I, maybe you could have been a six, but I don't yeah. think a seven is 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 unfair for the season Missouri had. I mean, they lost nine games. No, I agree. Um, um, and, and and we we talked about like you know going into that tournament, pretty much the the main goal for them was to get off of that eight nine line, and they did that right. Mission accomplished. So um, right. we both said that we thought that Mizzou should have been a six seed potentially, just based off of. The resume they had they just didn't have kind of the predictive metrics and the computer numbers to back them up and, and, and that's just kind of the end of the story there and still if the metric said missouri should have been a 10 and the resume said missouri should be a five they're still closer to the resume than the metrics yeah correct you absolutely know? so i think that's fair um i don't know i was gonna say something and i have absolutely no idea what it was so so we'll just move on um drew Tell me everything you know about the Utah State basketball team. Um, so they play in the Mountain West. <laughs> They're the Aggies, and they, are the they Aggies. I believe have navy and white are their colors. Yes, that's correct. Um, I know their football coach um, was the know. previous head coach at Arkansas State, and I know that because I used to cover Sunbelt football. Um, okay. But that's about it. On I the know Aggies. that. Uh, I know that Jordan Love played football at Utah State and his offensive coordinator was Josh Heupel. That is the extent of my knowledge. I can't name a player. Um, I can tell you that they played one high major team this year. They beat Washington State, so that's fine. Um, but their best game, their their stiffest competition has been Boise State, San Diego State, Nevada. Um, I, I don't yeah. know exactly how they did against those teams. I, I know they beat Boise at least once. I they know beat they Boise, lost. So I've got their schedule here. So they lost to Boise 82-59. They lost to Nevada 85-70. And they lost to San Diego State 85-75. So yeah. um, com they did beat Oral Roberts, who I, I'm pretty sure is also in the tournament. Um, and yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they're they're, the summer they're, league champs. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they, they, they started the year off with uh, wins over Utah Valley, Bradley, and Santa Clara. All of those are top 100 teams in Ken Palm. So um, they do have some quality wins. Um, but yeah, like you said, they've, they've really only played one high major this season, and it was yeah. Washington State. So, um, uh, you know, it, it's an impressive enough resume. They went, three rounds deep in the mountain West tournament. Um, so it, it is a good team. Um, and, and probably a team that belonged on that 10 seed line. Right. I feel like, um, and, so and, yeah. and a team that two weeks ago, everybody was saying, eh, maybe they're in, you know? Yeah. So I think this is one of the teams that you probably should have thought Missouri had a chance at. And I don't want to get too caught up in name rate. Because, like, we've seen enough NCAA tournament games to know, like, Utah State can win this game. Mm -hmm. Missouri's the higher seed. This this should be a win, right? Like, yeah. they should win this game. So, I have some good news for everybody who plans to watch the game. Um, I'm looking at their Ken Palm numbers right now. Um, Utah State is 13th uh, in the country in offensive efficiency, um, and they're number 108 in Good. tempo so this is going to be another shootout game i think um both Out. teams are going to play into each other's style and, and so this should be a fun one to watch for sure this is interesting bo bayman says utah state has opened as a 1.5 point favorite ah okay that i i mean i don't know what surprises me um 
honestly. Uh, Jeffrey Weber says it's the highest over under in the first round. Does Utah State play sense. any defense? Um, Utah State does play a little bit of defense. They're number 64 in defensive efficiency on Ken Palm. Um, but uh, what I think is interesting is that unlike Mizzou, they don't force a lot of turnovers. Um, so most of their defensive strength comes from protecting the rim, it looks like. They only allow opponents to shoot 45.9% on two-pointers. So Mizzou's probably going to need to find some rhythm on the outside in this one. David Newman says they're terrible offensive rebounding, so that's good news for Missouri. Yep. And and Bryce says you, saying Utah State can win while they're favored is interesting. I mean, like I said, guys, I haven't even seen the bracket. I had no idea Utah State was favored. That surprises me. Um, but I've seen Utah State play zero seconds of basketball this year. Guys, um, I, I will say too, though, you know, like the seven ten split is usually 50 50 right and, yeah. and so if the spread is is one and a half that's pretty much 50 50 i feel like it's it is interesting that utah state got the edge but um it, it's still pretty close okay uh holy shield says they can't guard the three but they can shoot the hell out of the three well no problem yes. missouri's got locked down three-point defense so <laughs> no issues there we have seen all year long Missouri is all over the three. Uh, well, we didn't we didn't get to talk about the Alabama game at all on here, or right. I didn't at least. But I mean, I thought they did a really good job keeping Alabama off the three point line for most of the game, right? I, I mean, thought they, Alabama missed threes they usually make, but I also think that largely three point defense is a little fluky. I said that after the Tennessee game, like they're leading the country in three point defense, but. Like Missouri lit them up. Yeah. It just means teams missed open shots against you sometimes, right? Yeah, sure. Um, but I, I do think part of it, too, was that they were able to run Alabama off the line a little bit and get them out of a rhythm, at least. Um, like, I do think they deserve some credit for um, making them shoot 0 for 10 to start the game. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't think that was by chance, or at least yeah. all by chance. Well, and, and, and look, the truth is, Missouri played a better team Friday and beat them and played a better team Saturday and hung with them for 34 minutes. Yeah. Then they're going to play Thursday. I mean, the, the, the NCAA tournament is a crapshoot. We've seen that. I can go back to Northern Iowa and Rhode Island, and I've seen plenty of upsets, but I've also seen a Missouri team as a 12 seed go to the elite eight, you know? So um, it is, it's a whole new thing. It is a 40 minute, Hey, roll the ball out and see who's ready to go. Um, yeah. I, Missouri is experienced. They are not experienced in the NCAA tournament. Exactly. Right. Like they don't have anybody who has played more than one NCAA tournament game. Correct. Yeah. Um, and um, they have, I think all but six guys. So nine guys who this will be their first time in the NCAA tournament. And a lot of those being um, juniors and seniors on this team. So um, while their experience has helped them a lot this season. Um, this is going to be one where they actually don't have that much experience playing in this type of setting. But I wouldn't think Utah State does either. I don't really know. Yeah, um, I'm not for sure either. Let's find but, out. Did Utah State make the tournament last year? Here's here's the other thing to me is that yes. I I think that only is a factor for like eight minutes. By the under-12 timeout in the first half, Hey, you're settled in. You're ready to go. Also, yeah. I, I'm imagining Missouri is probably flying to Sacramento tomorrow. Mm -hmm. They should get a couple of days of practice in. Um, they will have a media session. Like, you know, 
they'll be there and be able to settle in. And yeah, it's, it's probably a big arena and there might be a decent number of fans. Guess what? They played in front of a lot of fans this year. Um, you know, I, I think that, that they're in and you go take your shot. I, I, I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a coin flip, but, uh, Hey, that's that's what the NCAA tournament is when you're not a one or a two seed. Yeah, and, and we've seen too, like a lot of times this season, when the lights are brightest for Mizzou, that's when they play their best, right? The ten, mm-hmm. both Tennessee wins, um, being good examples of that, and so I think that should probably play in factor in favor of Mizzou as well. And Nick Honor said today, he said, "I feel like we've been disrespected all year." Well, guess what? If Utah State's a one and a half point favorite, they're gonna feel it again. I think they're I mean, a one point favorite because they're also like number eighteen on Ken Palm, whereas Missouri is in the forties or fifties right yeah. now. So um, that's that probably has something else to do right. with it. And but like Missouri will use that, right? They've used yeah. things like that all year, and so hey, that's fine. Um, uh, Holy Shield wants to know if we have any comments on the worst travel location that we could possibly have been placed at. I will say this, guys. We currently have a deal going on that you can sign up for a year of Power Mizzou at 50% off. Since Missouri has been since Sacramento, we highly, highly uh, beg you to get all of your friends and family members to sign up for that because uh, it's a trip, man. And it, uh, it ain't a cheap trip. I'll just say that. If you are looking to go seriously get on a train get in your car um any other way of getting there is extremely extremely painful um i might recommend watching this one on tnt or true tv you know you could also um you know check with james carlton figure out if he can save you some money on insurance and that way you can use the savings on you know your trip out west um (laughs) <laughs> uh, apparently NCAA tournament game times have been announced. Um, so uh, let me see. I am rolling through this right now. Maybe not. I don't know. A lot of them say TBD. Somebody just messaged me and said that we get a day game. So I, apparently okay. maybe Missouri is playing Thursday during the day. I do not. I, I don't see that yet, but, uh, but that's what I'm being told. Yeah. Um, I don't care. I think that'll be good though, because if it, I mean, a night game, that would put Mizzou like playing at 10 central time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I I think a date game helps them since they got to go out west. Um, Looking at. Yeah, that's that's not a bad thought. Okay. So, oh, wow. So this is interesting. Dave Mattersa just texted me. It was 10.40 a.m. on TNT, Pacific time. So that'll be 12.40 um, Columbia time. That is the first window of the NCAA tournament. So that can go one of two ways. Either, hey, sweet, I can just watch two days of basketball and feel really good. Or Mm -hmm. we are three hours into this tournament. My team's done, and I hate this tournament. It all sucks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. so if they're... 1040 does that make them the opener or is that like the second or third you think um i am looking at this right now uh let's see it's probably not the opener of the entire day so thursday at 
12-15, Maryland and West Virginia play the first game of the tournament. Um, and then 25 minutes later, Furman and Virginia tip off. And then an hour after that, Utah State, Missouri. So okay. Utah State, third. Missouri are the third game of the NCAA tournament. The first one in Sacramento on Thursday um, to be followed by Princeton, Arizona at uh, 4.10 Eastern time, I guess. something like So one ten. And then the night session there is going to be Boise and Northwestern at 535. And that will make the nightcap UNC Asheville and UCLA at 805 local time. Mm. So yeah, 1040 local time Thursday morning. So that'll be fun. That'll be a good one, I think. Um, it's probably the earliest that Mizzou's played all year, right? Uh, the earliest I can remember is uh, probably... they had an 11 a.m. tip here. Uh, uh, was it the Vandy game? That's I think right. tipped off at 11 a.m. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're correct. But um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's an early one, and and like I said, that can go one of two ways. Either uh, either you're real happy and you just got two days of stress free basketball, or you're real unhappy and you don't care about the rest of the tournament. Uh, let's see. Uh, Magic Man says the guys on ESPN are picking Utah State over Mizzou. Um, there you go. And uh, Bo says hopefully they let them play. Refs were decent in the SEC tournament. I find that to be the case in the NCAA tournament. There are fewer whistles, I think, in NCAA tournament games than there are during regular season games. I think that benefits Missouri in the style they play. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely agree. I, it um, it didn't necessarily in the Alabama game. Um, you know, Coach Gates noted that uh, Kobe didn't get to the free throw line at all, which he's the team's leader in free throw attempts this year. So that kind of hurt him a little bit. But like the Tennessee game before that, it absolutely helped them, I felt like, because um, Mizzou was able to kind of slow down some of their big, big guys and um, – mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of times that would have been called a little tighter in other places, I think. Okay, so let's just uh, it, it, look, I don't I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about Arizona because they, like they have to get there. Um, I'm, I'm just getting the first look at the bracket. I mean, gut reaction. And if you want me to go first, I'll go first, Drew. How far is Missouri getting this tournament? So. Before they got seated, I would have said they had a ceiling of like the elite eight. Um, right now, it's going to be it's looking really tough to get past Arizona. I think they're a really good team, um, and they're they're another team that has the firepower to keep pace with Missouri and, and play up tempo with them. Um, so I don't love the matchup for the Tigers there. Um, so I, I'd say that Sweet Sixteen is. Um, going to be really tough uh, the, Arizona is probably where they would get uh, it's probably the farthest they would go I think yeah I mean I can see and appreciate Jared tossing us five bucks uh if everybody on here does that that uh that might buy a plane ticket so if you want to if you want to do that go ahead um but uh you know like I think you want to play a team that's willing to run with you like you don't want to play Mississippi State Junior in the second round so I, you know, I wouldn't want to deceive Virginia in round two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't hate the Arizona matchup. But look, logic tells you seven seed probably you win Thursday and 
see what you got on Saturday. I would consider that a successful tournament. If Missouri wins Thursday and sees, you know, and, and puts up a fight on Saturday and they've got a shot in the second half against Arizona, I would be willing to take whatever happens. Yeah. And I'll say this too, like the athletic came out last week with a story on, you know, potential bracket busters. And they, they said that Mizzou has a really, you know, it kind of has the profile of a team that can make a type of Cinderella run, even though they're a seven seed, but, um, but, but to a team that can upset one of the top two seeds in the tournament, they, they have the profile of a team that can do that. And so um, I, I don't think it's impossible for Mizzou to make a deep run. We've said all year, like the ceiling is a, a final four team, right? Um, because when it, they're on, it's, they it, it's not after seeing this bracket. Well, but when they're on though, Gabe, like we've seen, they can compete right. with Alabama, right? So right. Um, I, I don't think it's impossible still, but it, it, after this bracket, it definitely looks a lot tougher to get there. I mean, I, I, that was going to be my next question. What's the absolute ceiling? I would say the absolute ceiling is you somehow manage to beat Arizona. Then Baylor is another team that will run with you, and you somehow manage to beat Baylor. Alabama, I think, has a cakewalk to the Elite yeah. Eight. I mean, Alabama-Virginia in the Sweet 16 could be interesting just because it's such different styles of play. But Virginia is great defense, bad offense. Alabama is great yeah. defense, great offense. So I think – I think. Uh, Alabama is like, I'll just tell you right now, I'd be stunned if Alabama's not in the Elite Eight and probably in the Final Four because Missouri ain't beating Alabama in the Elite Eight if they yeah. get there. Um, but look, I, a successful tournament is ending a 13-year drought with a, with an NCAA tournament win. Uh, if you end this season 25-10 and 10 and you've lost in the second round of the NCAA tournament, nobody's going to complain. Now, I will say if you lose to Utah State, that does not make this year a failure, but it will be a letdown at the end of the year. Yeah, no, for sure. Because I think um, the way that this team played and and put in the work to move up to that seven seed, um, you're expecting them to to have the upper hand over a lower seeded team. And so um, I, I agree with you there that it's, it's not a failure because especially considering where people thought this team was going to be before the season. Um, right. But, it, but it would be a letdown considering all that they've accomplished and, so far. And fair or not name brand does matter, right? Like, I, I mean, let me see who the other 10 seeds in this, in this tournament are. Uh, USC, Boise state and Penn state are the other 10 seeds. So mm -hmm. USC is really the only one that, that kind of fits this. I mean, if you go to a 7-10 game against USC and you lose, I think people would go, ah, that's a bummer. But, you know, USC, high major team, whatever. Yeah. If you lose to Utah State, and Utah State may be a better team than USC. It may be a better team than Missouri. But if you lose to Utah State, there's going to be a little bit of, really? That's how we ended? I mean, fair or not, it, there's name brand bias. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, that, and it goes back to – Kentucky being a six seed, like I, I do think that there's a little bit of name brand bias for sure. Um, but yeah, I think um, you know, I, I do have I, I do have good news though, okay. Drew. If Missouri does manage to get through this weekend, the South Regionals in Louisville. Louisville okay. is a five hour drive from Columbia. That's a little bit. And nicer uh, than, uh, if if a member of the Forty family is watching this. Uh, live stream, hit you up for that guest room. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> so, uh, Mitch, let your dad know he's going to have a couple guests if Missouri I, makes I, it to the I ran into 
I ran into Pat at the SEC tournament, so I, I, I won't be a stranger, at least, showing okay. up. <laughs> Perfect. He's at least going to know us. Um, yes. So, so, Mitch, just let him know that's happening. Um, Gerard, uh, chiming in. Appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Uh, where's this season rank regardless of sport? Look, the 2007 football season is at the top. But there's no question. So far, this is the third this is in the top three of basketball seasons I've covered. Um, 08, 09, they won 30 games, went to the Elite Eight. Uh, 2000, I guess it would have been 11, 12, I think, uh, last year in the Big 12. They won 31 games. That one ended rough, obviously, with Norfolk, but it was it was an unbelievably fun season. This one will be, like, we'll determine over the next two weeks where if it's ultimately first, second, or third. But it, it's been a... It's been a really fun season and a really fun team to cover so far, which is why you do hope they can can keep it going two more days. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think Gerard or also asked weeks. me how excited I am for Sacramento. Um, I've I've been to California before. I haven't been to Sacramento though, so I am looking forward to seeing a new city. Um, it, it it sounded like the Kings are going to be out of town though, so we got to figure out something else to do well, on the off. Day. I would assume they are playing in the Kings arena, right? Are they? That, that I, I mean, I don't know. That's my guess. It, it looked like the Kings were going on a four-game road trip <laughs> right yeah, when we get yeah. there. So that doesn't that surprise sense. me. So, well, I'll tell you exactly what we'll be doing on our off days. We'll be doing interviews and live shows. Uh, that, yep. That's the off days at the NCAA tournament. So just so you guys kind of know, um, so Drew and I will we'll get out to Sacramento late on Tuesday. On Wednesday, there will be practice and media availability for both teams. We'll go to that. We will probably do a show when we get back to our hotel on, on Wednesday at some point. And then obviously Thursday morning, they're going to have the game. We will cover that, have full coverage from you. We'll go live either from the arena if we're allowed to. They have some real strict rules at the NCAA tournament. So we might have to go back to our hotel to, to go live. But whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll manage to get you a live show after Missouri plays Thursday. If they play again, we'll repeat the process uh, Friday and Saturday. I mean, we're out there till Sunday in all likelihood. Um, you know, regardless, we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, we are both going to be there. And if they play next week, we're, we're going to be there. So three-point shot. Um, I, I feel like this has been an incredibly negative show. Like people are thinking, oh, well, Utah State's going to beat us. We're screwed. So three-point shot says Utah State's two and five in quad one games and both are against Boise State in the last 10 days. I mean, guys, this would be this would Drew. Where's Utah State in the net? Do you have it? I can pull it up really quick. Um, shouldn't take me. Too Are they top fifty? I wonder. Because because it, a neutral yeah, they're number eighteen game, in this. They're number eighteen in the net. They're number eighteen in the net. Um, That's because most of or or a lot of their wins, about half of them, have come either on the road or at neutral sites. They've got okay. six in, so, in both categories. So this would be, I mean, look, it, this wouldn't be Missouri's worst loss of the season, according to metrics, but it would be Utah State's probably best win. I mean, Boise mm -hmm. might be a little above Missouri in the net. I don't really know. but uh, um, They are. They are. Uh, Boise is at 29 in the net. Okay. So, you know, I, I mean, but this is, this will be about as good as anything Utah State's done all year. So look, it's a 7-10 game. Like you said, it's a toss up. Um, yeah. You know, and and we'll see where it goes. Um, appreciate everybody hanging out with us here. Um, want to make sure that while you're here, you hit the like button, you hit the subscribe button. Uh, like I said, we have not even looked at a bracket. Have not I have not even started writing. Like we've got a lot of stuff to do, guys. So we wanted to make sure to jump on with you. But 
we can't hang out here all night. Um, we're get, we're gonna get some some stuff done for you tonight. We'll have plenty more tomorrow. I'll have ten thoughts. Drew will have follow up stories. We'll we'll uh, head out to Sacramento on Tuesday, and we're gonna be on this road with the Missouri Tigers as long as they're on it. So uh, it's been a fun year. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Not quite done yet. So. Um, Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We'll upload this to a podcast. If you're listening there, sign, say nice things uh, and also get in touch with James Carlton. Uh, one more time, want to flash that information on the screen for you. CarltonInsurance.net, 314-961-4800. Reach out to James, see if he can save you some money on insurance. If he can't, at least let him give you a quote. Tell him you heard about it on Power Mizzou. He's going to donate $20 to the uh, Power Mizzou NIL Collective at Every True Tiger Foundation. Uh, so Selection Sunday is done. The NCAA tournament starts in 48 hours. Bad news, Drew. We're traveling during the play-in games, which I never watch anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> I won't say they don't matter, but they don't necessarily. They don't matter. Okay, they don't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not um, really even the NCAA tournament. But see, hey, you know what? We're all SEMO fans. The crowd here booed Alabama and cheered SEMO. So let's do that. That's correct. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's March, Gabe, so um, it it's, it's going to be you know, Mar March is going to March is what's going to happen here. You know what? John John Rothstein told me it was March, so I'm ready. Oh, <laughs> John Rothstein. <laughs> All right, guys, makes it official. We'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for hanging out.